Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Our free zone success story today is Gordon Wick. And one of my great pleasures in the role that I play in Strategic Coach is, you know, we've created a program and it's not about personalities. In the 1980s, I kind of looked at people who were giving advice from stage And I looked at all the big people who were kind of famous in the 1980s, and it struck me that if they weren't there, they didn't have a company. Like if the person wasn't on stage, they didn't have a company. And I made a decision probably around 1985. I said, you know, when we build this company and we we have far more customers, more clients, I want Strategic Coach to be in the limelight, the program, the concepts of the program, the tools of the program, and not Dan Sullivan, the personality. The future of this company cannot depend upon a personality. One is that I don't have the personality to support that. It wouldn't be of interest to me to become a big star, but I would like to really grow a great company because I think our ideas are great. But Gordon's from Canada. He's from Edmonton in Canada. And for six weeks, right when the stock market crashed and all the news came from, he was in South Africa on free days. And not once during the six weeks when he was in on free days, did he have any communication with his company back in Edmonton or with any of his clients. As a matter of fact, he said it was a bit surprising when we started reading the news on our way back to Canada that all this had happened. And he got back and his staff had a meeting with him and said, we just want you to know what got handled during the six weeks. We took care of everything. There's nothing you have to go back to. Self-managing company. He's got his unique ability. And he said, we just went right through it. And I said, that's really good proof. Uh, My name is Gordon Wick. I'm a financial planner, live in Edmonton, Alberta. I'm finishing off today my 19th year. It's been a wonderful journey. I just finished a significant birthday this year that most people are retired by, and uh, it's a dirty word, I think, in coach. And without coach, I would not have accomplished the things that I have over the last 19 years. It's given me an ever-increasing future. It's given me an income that I could only dream of in the past. It's given me relationships with not only clients and my staff, but also the group that I've been part of for 19 years. And there's lots of us who have started 19 years ago together. And it's one of the few places that you can come where everybody is positive and supportive and helpful. And it's just an amazing experience and from coach perspective. Russell has always encouraged us to be who we are and to enjoy it and to have fun. People are focused and they work hard, but it's always done in a very fun-filled manner. So that's been great. 40 or so of us come here every time. We all have different goals and objectives and we all go home, for the most part, pretty satisfied and energized and ready to go for the next three months in terms of that quarter. But it's always refreshing and, you know, you go back to work and with new ideas and concepts and you go back to your team and overwhelm them honestly because of where the energy and the ideas and all that are coming from. Interesting, I'm 70 years old. I'm a financial planner, so I help other people, in essence, retire, because that's their choice and their decision. But I'm at that point in my career where I'm having more fun than I've ever had. I've got the best group of clients that I've ever had in my life. 
I've got financial freedom. I've got time freedom. My wife and I like to travel, so I've got great balance. I've got a team that when I go away from the office, everything continues to operate and runs well. So why would I retire, right? It gives you a lifestyle that I couldn't have anywhere else. And Coach supports that and deals with it. And, you know, when you have leaders like Dan and Russell and those who are older than I am, who all have big goals and dreams, and my goal is to live to be 128. So that's part of what I do. So I guess I'm just close to middle age. I said I'm from Edmonton. I flew into Kelowna on Wednesday to meet with very good clients. And we went into a meeting at 11 o'clock that finished at 3 they went home and then came back and picked me up and we went for dinner. And we were there from 6.30 to 10.30 before we left. How many could say that they were working all day and the first meeting was over lunch and the second one? And I would suggest that was probably the best meeting I've ever had with clients in my career. So why would I give that up? They're friends, right? Who look to us to give them what we get from coach right? Bigger futures and supporting their futures and, and opening those doors that they don't realize they could have, right? And it's what we get to do. It's, it's fun. I work full time, but for example, my wife and I are planning a three and a half week trip to Ireland next year. I take probably in excess of 150 free days a year. So those are days that I don't think about work. I don't open an email. I don't answer a phone call that's related to work. So it's strictly on my personal and my wife's lives. So yeah, free days. We work to have free days. We work to have financial freedom. It's not the other way around. And I've known in this business, the more free days we take, the more money we make, because the more effective we are, the more efficient, creative we are, the better our relationships are, not only with our families, but with our clients. And isn't that what life is about, is not being stressed out and either with your clients or whatever. So the free days are special to us and we build them in. So that's the first thing for next year. I'm in the process of doing it right now is blocking off those free days. So the free days are what get booked out first and then the focus work days get put in there around those. It's wonderful. And I guess the best example I can give, and everybody remembers in 2008 where the markets were crashing. When that was happening, I was in South Africa on vacation with my wife for six weeks. And I didn't look at a newspaper. I didn't watch a TV news program. I didn't open my emails. And when I got back into the office, everything was okay. All of the clients were looked after. I have a team that can look after them. So you build that. And so did I feel guilty? No, because I know they were well looked after and they could do what they could do. I couldn't do anything for them 6,000 miles away. So no, you have the balance in your own life and you don't have the stress right? You give yourself permission to do that. And your clients know it and understand it. And they appreciate it, by the way, because then you're with them when you're with them. You're not somewhere else or wishing you were somewhere else because you know that's coming up anyway. You know, we always talk about working in our own unique ability. And so you're doing what you do best. And so it's hiring staff that is the same. You want them all working in their own unique ability, working with their own strengths. And that's key because you want them to have the same kind of life that we have. I mean, they're still employees, but you have to reward them for what they do and make sure that when they come to work, it's getting to do what their strengths are, not what their weaknesses are. It's building upon that and building teams that work together, that collaborate. And that's never easy. We're all people and we all have challenges along the way. 
but it's been there. The interesting thing is often we'll come and we'll have a unique problem with our staff or our challenges because they always occur because we have people. But I have a room of 40 people next door right now who will help me with those problems, right? And you talk to other people who have similar ones and seeing what they've done and where it comes from. So you end up with solutions. So it's an ongoing process and you learn things from outside through coach, you know, other principals, other organizations that can help you and support you. You build upon that and then it's a great networking place, all sorts of ideas and support. It's interesting what coach has allowed me to do with the, some of the processes and principles that they have is to ensure that I focus on the client. And we have the R factor question or the Dan Sullivan question and the DOS process. And by doing that, it gets me away from what my agenda is and puts it right squarely on the lap of our clients in terms of they tell me what their goals and their objectives are and what their strengths and their weaknesses and what objection or challenges that we need to overcome for them. And that doesn't happen in most organizations. It's all about other people wanting to sell to them. For us, it's anything that we do sell to them, it's because they've identified a problem that they want to solve right? Or a goal they want to get to and we have the products to help them get there. So it really becomes about the client. And that I think in this world where everybody talks about service to your client and good service, there's not a lot of organizations who actually do it. And so this keeps us focused, keeps us focused on what the client wants and needs. One of my first places I go is, is there a processing coach that I can use? to do that. And staffing, I think, is always a bigger challenge for most of us. And I think most of our challenges is getting good staff and keeping them and motivating them and bringing them along. And I've been able to find coach processes that do that. And it's not necessarily our coach, but it's a lot of the staff within strategic coach who have those skills and talents. And I think a Shannon and other people that bring those to the table and help us and support us. And all of our team sits in with the Monday morning, you know, weekly planning call. And that's how we start our week. And fortunately in Edmonton, I do it at 930 on Monday morning. So it's early in the morning. And so that's where we start. So, yeah, that's a big part of solving the challenges that I have. Entrepreneurism is really new in the world. And up until the invention of the microchip, it was tough to be an entrepreneur. You were an outside creature. You were a marginal creature. It was big corporations that ran the world, but since the microchip, personal computer, the internet, all the apps you can possibly use, virtual conferencing, entrepreneurs can be global companies, okay? So if you're just focused on your unique ability as an entrepreneur, you got a great self-managing team around you, and then you just keep meeting better and better who's out in the marketplace, and these are people who with one phone call or one meeting, can plug you into all the opportunity you ever want, and all you have to do is show up and do what you do uniquely, why would you ever retire? You only retire because when you look ahead, it looks harder, it looks more boring. But what if the opposite at 70? I'm 77, and what's gonna happen over the next 25 years is incomparably bigger than everything that happened to me up to my first 77 years. So first of all, I just want to thank Gordon for being Gordon and discovering who Gordon actually was and then actually using our tools to make his uniqueness be bigger and bigger and bigger. So it was uh, such a delight for me to see his interview. 